Welcome to Gather in Christ. I'm Andrea Lindsay, and again, we excuse Tiffany. She's off on assignments, and I'm so excited to have with me my good friend, Christiana Earl, and she is fabulous. She's absolutely fabulous, and so I'm glad that you're going to get to know her. I haven't maybe ever told you this, Christiana, but I have to say, like, one of my favorite things is I can be talking, and I can be somewhat snarky at times. And I will, like, say stuff, and she'll just, like, smile and giggle. And she thinks I'm wonderful. And she's, like, always fills me with this total love and acceptance. And everyone needs a friend like you. I'm serious in their life. And so, anyway, I'm, I'm glad to share her with you today and get to know her a little bit better. But on these episodes where we're having these guests, we wanted to talk about how... We've let God prevail. We know that that our Heavenly Father really wants access to us, but we have to allow Him in and desire it. And our President Nelson said in 2020, he said, I express my love for you, and during this time of tension and uncertainty, I invoke the authority vested in me, and I would like to confer upon you apostolic blessing. I bless you with peace and increasing faith in the Lord. I bless you with the desire to repent. And become a little more like him each day. Which is really letting God prevail in our lives. And then he goes on to say, I bless you to know that the prophet Joseph Smith is the prophet of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness. And should there be illness among you and your loved ones, I'd leave you a blessing of healing consistent with the will of the Lord. I bless you, adding once more an expression of love for each of you in the sacred name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that came right in the pandemic right during a time where it was needed. And it I don't know if it's ever a hope of yours, but like having a blessing from the prophet would be like on the top of my list mm-hmm. of like what I would love to have happen. And he did this and he, he blessed us though to increase our faith and to repent and to change. And that is the essence of letting God prevail. And Christiana is such a good example to me of this. I I think she's so courageous and so amazing. So I'm just going to let her start talking to you. We've kind of talked a little bit about what we're going to talk about, but we'll see where this goes, you Mm -hmm. know, because we, we just want to know what you feel and tell, tell us where you're from a little bit about growing up. Just like, let them get to know you. Thank you. I do love you. And I love President Nelson. <laughs> well, I was born and raised in Brazil. I I was born and raised in the same town my parents live now. We moved away when I was about 12 for three years, and then we came back, and we never uh, left again. So I love my hometown in Brazil. I love going there. Every time we go, it's my memories come back, and I love being there with my family. And I love how my husband loves there. And every time we go, it's like I never left. Everything is there. The same neighbors, I still have neighbors there. They, uh, the same people that were there when I was born. So I have two of them still living there. And I love to see them and talk to them. As I told you, all the memories come back. And I love the food. We eat a lot every time we go there because the food is amazing. Uh, and friends, and just being with my friends and my family, that's what I, it makes me happy. Okay, so you're from Brazil. I am. You have quite the story of coming to America. Mm-hmm. Would you mind telling them how 
yeah. you got there, and then maybe we can come back to some of your experiences. Okay. That's a funny one, because I was baptized when I was 29. Okay. So being baptized at 29, and then that's the age where people are usually married in church. Nobody's single, unless you're 18 and leaving for a mission. You have a husband. I didn't have a husband. I was single. And there was my bishop's wife. Every Sunday she had a potential husband to introduce me. <laughs> she would invite me to a dinner or to her house, and there's somebody there that she thought it was nice to know. So I was like, okay, I'm tired of this. I don't, I don't want to get married. I want to get my college degree. I want to take care of my parents. I don't need a husband. I'm fine the way I am. I love church. I love going to church. I love learning. But I don't want to get married because there's nobody there to marry me. Because I was 29 and every all the singles were 18. Anyway, I heard about this website for members of the church where uh, some people in my hometown, actually one person, she got married. And I was like, okay, I will make, my, I will make a profile just to know somebody, start talking. And then when she invites me to her house, I'll just tell her, okay, I'm talking to somebody. I don't, you know, I, I'm fine. I don't need to meet a new potential husband. Anyway, that's what I did. I, make, I made my profile. And then every day you could see in that profile the people like, you might be interested in this. It, it, their pictures would just show in my profile. And there was a day when that picture just showed in my profile. It was my husband. I didn't know back then, but I thought he was so cute. The blue eyes. And then I went on his profile just to see what he was, who he was and what he was doing. And there was a picture of him holding this huge dog. She was huge. And he was holding her. And I was like, oh, that is so cute. And then it, was, it said that he speaks Portuguese. And I didn't speak English. So, Okay. That is interesting. So I sent him a text. Oh, that is, you speak Portuguese. That is interesting. And I don't remember uh, exactly the words I used, but then he answered me back. And then we started talking every night after I came back home from college. We were talking about three hours every night. And then we started talking, and then he asked me if he could come and meet my family. And I said, okay not believing that he would actually go to Brazil to meet me in person and my family. Anyway, that's how we started. That's how I met him. That's how I got engaged. And that's how we got married. So how long between, like, you starting to talk on the computer and then marriage? How long was that? We started talking on, in March, on March 26th. And we got married in December 8th, the same year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So you went from this lady that wasn't interested in yeah. getting married. <laughs> and I would say this is letting God prevail in your life. Like, because, because then you have to leave everything. So how did that happen? I never, I never felt insecure or <clears throat> never felt like, because I had the confirmation from the Spirit. That he was my husband. He was supposed he was the person I was gonna get married. Because of that, I never doubt anything. I never felt like I was doing oh, is 
this going to work? Well, how it's going to be when I get it? I never had the, those thoughts. I was always uh, confident that everything was going to be fine. After I had the confirmation from the Spirit, because we both got at the same time, and I knew it. And then my friends would ask me, but how do you trust him? He's living in a different country. You're here. How do you trust him? You don't even know him, right? I'm like, I know what I need to know. I know what Heavenly Father wants me to know. And, well, I knew that everything was going to be fine. That's all I knew. It wasn't easy. It was super hard to leave my family. It still hurts. I, I didn't know that uh, missing people would hurt you physically. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that before. Now I know. And that's why we go back every year. But I... Um, I knew that was what I was supposed to do. So this is why, one of the reasons why I love Christiana so much is like her faith. I mean, that is just the gift of faith to just, to move forward because you know by the Holy Ghost that this is the right thing. And so everything else is going to just work out. It's not necessarily going to be all roses. It's going to have some challenges to it. And then I think of this scripture, you know, where the Lord is like, you you have to be willing to forsake sometimes. And it's not like you're leaving your family forever, but you had to leave your home. You had to leave your family, and you had to come to a new country. And then you don't speak the language. No. Mm -mm. So how... This is definitely another story of God prevailing <laughs> because you're doing great. Okay. Like, I know in my mind sounds perfect. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I when like I start confidence. speaking, it's not that perfect. I no, know that. it's beautiful. I love but, it. So yeah, <laughs> I I didn't speak English before. My husband speaks Portuguese, and we never ever speak English at home. Oh really? Yeah, we only speak Portuguese. Sometimes he will say something in English and I will just keep going Portuguese because <laughs> that's the language we we were talking when we met. Oh. Never ever he never made me uh speak English at home. So when I came here, he was the only person I could communicate with in here. I needed when I came here, I needed to learn a new language. I needed to learn Everything. I was depending on him for everything. I still do for some things. And I'm fine. But I wasn't... Uh, I'm not independent as I was in Brazil. Mm. Thinking, oh, I don't need a husband. I'm fine. <laughs> and then Heavenly Father gave me a husband. And I was, I was depending on him for everything. Mm. And I would go to church not understanding anything. Only when people would say amen, <laughs> that was all. I did. I couldn't understand the words. So you're in church and you don't understand anything, but no. could you feel anything? Mm -hmm. Like, what was that yes. like? There was a teacher in Relief Society, and she, her English was very, very fast. And I do not understand when people, people are speaking English super fast. I can't. Mm. I cannot understand. Well, that's why we get along. I'm from Idaho. We say slower. <laughs> but that teacher, I could understand, not the words, but I could understand everything she was teaching just by feeling what she was saying. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I loved 
how I feel or how I felt when I went to church. I know that I should be in church every Sunday, and I knew that the language was going to come. But it was hard. And I was going to the English school during the week, and then I would come home and cry because I'm never going to learn this. This is so hard. But it, I don't know. It was just the feeling I had. It was hard. still is. It doesn't, it's just not, e well, it is easier, but I still struggle with some, some things. We were talking earlier, and I'd love for you to take them back in time a little bit to your, when you first recognized God prevailing in your life. And I would love it because I think um, our young listeners that are mm -hmm. going to be making some of these decisions and trying to juggle life and everything it brings, I think your story is amazing. And so I would love for you to like share this with them mm -hmm. and help mm -hmm. them to see that God prevailing is the best life. Mm -hmm. It really is the best life. But mm -hmm. it isn't a life that's easy. Oh, no. No. Yeah. No. So the story we were talking about before was um, when I started college. I, I was going to college every night because my classes were every night. And I had a full-time job. And I had three callings in church. And I never had time to do... I always had the time to do the church stuff. That's what I wanted. That's what I did. Because I knew that church and Heavenly Father comes first. And at that time, I didn't have time to study and read all that I was required for college. But every night I would pray to Heavenly Father and Jesus and just ask them to help me to remember what I was learning in class because that's what I needed because I didn't have time during my day to do all that I had to. And I graduated on top of my class. But And I knew, I knew that all the answers, all what I did, I didn't do alone. I did it because Heavenly Father helped me. Not that was, I was amazing and I was the best. It was because I was putting him first. I never uh, stayed home on Sundays to study. I was in church. I was fulfilling my callings, all the three of them. I would never missed one day and that was that's how it was for the four years what what were your callings did you say what they were i was teaching a seminary on wednesday because seminary in brazil is a calling so every day of the week there is a different teacher and i was teaching on wednesday and i was in the stake primary i was the second counselor and i was teaching the young men and young women sunday school Twice a month. <laughs> Busy. Yes. Was that a branch or was that a ward? A ward. It was a ward. It was a ward. Oh my goodness. We don't have enough people to serve in all the colonies. So you just had to yeah. mm -hmm. double up, triple up. Yeah. Okay, so you're back there. You're getting all that. Can you tell us when you recognized that God was helping you get the answers? For your classes mm -hmm. because I didn't have time to read all the books I needed I would always start I read all of them by the end of college but I didn't have the time to read them in the range of time that teachers gave us and because I was 
praying so hard that I will I would learn everything I needed in class sometimes I would just raise my hand and answer the questions and I knew that didn't come from me it wasn't me saying that 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 was the spirit telling me what to say I didn't have the time sometimes I didn't have the materials because I couldn't go to the library during the day but I knew that uh, Heavenly Father was helping me with everything I was learning in class. So how did these experiences in your college days impact when you came to America and you had to learn all of everything new? New language, new culture. It was super hard. <laughs> At that time in college, it was hard. But I knew I could do it. With the help from Heavenly Father, I could do it. I knew that. It, it wasn't easy at all. It was super hard. Sometimes I would just come home thinking, oh, this is going to be so good someday. Everything that I'm going through now is going to be so good in the future. So when I came here learning English, I thought I would never learn. But then I would go back to those times when I was praying hard to learn something that I needed. I need to learn, but I didn't have time to put the effort I needed to do at that time. But I was praying hard for that to happen. And I was doing everything I could. I would go home and I would read. I didn't have time to read all of it, but I would read everything I could in 30 minutes. And when I came here, I was like, I will try hard. And if I do everything I can, Heavenly Father will do his part. I know that. I truly believe that, and I and I love how you're such a good example of faith, and and obviously the confidence in God is a gift, and President Nelson has talked to us about discovering what our gifts are, and uh, learning to develop them, expand them, and then getting the gifts that we need, obviously, because the scriptures tell us to do that. You know, Doctrine and Covenants 46 is clear that we need to... Um, seek earnestly the best gifts, the things that are going to help us, help our family, and really be a light to the world. I think it's incredible that a surgeon, we look at, you know, President Nelson, he didn't have time to like, if we, if we just did this on a worldly setting, he doesn't have time to be a stake president, be like, but he talks about in interviews, he's like, well, I might not have the time, but I have the faith. You know, and so similar to your experience, like I remember I was teaching teachings of the living prophets at UVU and I loved doing their background stories and learning about what they went through because I learned that they're not that different than us, you know, like they have these, but, but it's faith and it's, and it's giving your time and will over to the Lord and letting him prevail in your life that makes them different and that we can have that difference. We don't have to be an apostle or, you know, we can we can just do what they're doing, you know. Like that great song, Do yeah. As I'm Doing, you know. Yeah. It doesn't make it easy. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. What, what did you do when things kind of like would mount up and, and get really difficult? And those moments of tearfulness that, how did you get through those moments to keep going? Mm -hmm. First, I was crying. <laughs> I cried a lot <laughs> because I was so tired. But I, I was also going to my institute class every Saturday. 
and I had so many, so many experiences with uh, learning how to trust Heavenly Father. And I would always go back to the pioneer stories because I love history of the church. I love the pioneers. I love Joseph Smith. And I will never forget the day I was studying about Joseph Smith and uh, just learning everything he went through when he was in jail. And I was like, how that can me like just suffering because I don't have time to do everything I need? How is that worse than what he went through? And he never, he was always faithful. He was, that alone was one of the life-changing experiences I had just by going to institute classes. And I didn't have time to go to the institute class. I would go because I loved it. So I always go back to the pioneer stories and just think about them crossing the country in the middle of the snow and losing their babies and their children and their wives and their husbands. And that was hard. That was horrible. But they did it. And they did it all because they had faith to do it. Because they knew that they were not alone. So that's what I would just think of anytime things were hard, and they were. Those are the stories I would just keep in mind to keep me going. I, Whenever I want to feel better about my life, I, I read The Saints. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. one really helps yeah. me to get some perspective <laughs> yes. classes on and be like, your life is not that no. hard. <laughs> okay, like, yes. these people were risking everything, everything, life and limb, to do what was right. And they had hard mm -hmm. things that they... So I'm glad that... And you are a pioneer. I mean, like, you are a modern-day one. And... Um, uh, President Nelson said back in 2021, in a, uh, Christ is risen, faith in him will move mountains. I think, um, you know, like, sometimes it's mountains of tears yes. and discouragement, but he's going to do it. And he, he goes on to say, faith in Jesus Christ is the foundation of all belief and the conduit of divine power, according to the Apostle Paul. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Everything good in life, every potential blessing of eternal significance begins with faith. Allowing God to prevail in our lives begins with the faith that he is willing to guide us. True repentance begins with faith that Jesus Christ has the power to cleanse, heal, and strengthen us. And then he goes on to list like five things that will help us to increase and develop our faith. But the first one he says is what you're talking about with the Institute. He, he says, first study, become an engaged learner. Immerse yourself in the scriptures and understand better Christ's mission and ministry. Know that the doctrine of Christ so that you can understand its power for your life. Like, So can you tell us, let's go back because they don't know your conversion story. They don't know mm -hmm. how you came to... Yeah, understand and love Joseph and the pioneers. So Thank let's you. let's let's go back in time. Okay, a little bit. Okay, yeah. I was 28, 28 years old, living in Brazil, and I have my friends. One of my friends, she moved to a different um, city, and she was my friend since we were uh, children. But then 
we stopped talking because she got married and she had a different life and we were living in different places. And then we knew that she got baptized in this church and we was like, okay, she's fine. So that looks good because she's doing, she's doing good. And then her sister, who was actually my friend since we were born, because we were born uh, six days apart. And then that sister, my friend, she went to live with her sister and then she got baptized. And we just saw how her life changed. He was better in every way. And I thought, that, it, it, it's so good. I like that you are doing better now. I like to see you like this. And then she decided to serve a mission. And before she left, she gave the missionaries our address. So the missionaries came one night. It was, it was, it was just raining, super cold. And then we let them in because we thought, oh, it's so cold outside. Just let them come. And then they came. They talked to us for an hour. We went home. And then we thought, oh, maybe now they don't come anymore because they just <laughs> we let them in. We talked. It was good. We liked it. And then they called us. Can we come again? And we were like, okay. But we were just, maybe if they come the second time, they will just give up. And then they never left. They are always there. <laughs> then they invited you us. You hear that, missionaries' <laughs> persistence. Yeah, they sang a song. I don't remember the song, but it was a primary song. And I remember that I loved it, the song. And they were teaching us about eternal families. And every time they would just give us an assignment. So we want you to read this for our next visit. And we were like, next visit? You're going to come back. Anyway. We were, do, we were doing the assignments. My family and I were just, after they, they leave our house, we would just sit there and go through the assignment. And then they would call us and make another, another schedule, another meeting. And then we're like, okay, it's fine. We like when they come. We like how we feel when they come. And it's nice. And we learn. Every time they come, we learn something. And then they invited us to church. And then when they told us it was three hours, <laughs> what do you do in three hours? It sounds like forever. You spend the whole morning in church. What do you do? And they were like, oh, you need to come. You will see. You're going to love it. So we did. And after that, we got baptized. A month after that, oh, we got really? baptized. Yes. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> and that's why I say they never left. Because now they come every week to have uh, lunch with my parents, and they're always there. So how many of your family got baptized? My sister and I, we got baptized at the same time, the same day. And then my mother and my father. Aww. And last year, my niece got baptized. Aww. She's 19. My oldest niece invited her to come to church on her birthday. Because she said, well, if you want to give me a birthday gift, just come to church with me. And she did. And then the missionaries talked to her and she got baptized. Oh, wow. Yeah. And now one of them is serving a mission. And the other one is planning to get married in the temple. So a lot of blessings from that friend giving the missionaries our address. You know, we were at a meeting recently where the speaker said, have the faith to ask 
for what you really want. And mm-hmm. and there your sister said, but she wrote, come to church with me mm-hmm. for my gift. Yeah. And look yeah. at the fruits <laughs> of asking for the yeah. things that really matter. That is awesome. I didn't yeah. know that one. Yes. That is so uh-huh. cool. And I'm a very, very proud missionary aunt now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. She's, yeah, she's in the MTC in Brazil, and I love it. I love it how she's going to do That's for awesome. other people what the missionaries did it for us. Now, um, we talk about being a student and studying the things of the gospel, and um, I think one of the books that helped me the most to get a really good foundation of gospel study was Lectures on Faith. I don't know if you've read that one, but I'm going to give this assignment to people. If you're listening and you have not read Lectures on Faith, you need to. This um, was part of scripture at one time. It was voted in and um, as scripture, but it was removed from the, the scriptures that we have now, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take away the efficacy of what you're learning about faith and so it is so good and and one of the statements that kind of guided me on what we were going to talk about today was was this one about exercising faith in order to have faith you have to have some elements working in your favor and it it is a correct idea of God and his characters his attributes and his perfection and a knowledge of the the course of life which we are pursuing is according to his will. Both these are imperative and and so we have to we have to have that knowledge. We have to know what he's like, who he is, and then that w- what we're doing is what he's mm-hmm. wanting for us. I think that's probably <clears throat> for me the biggest struggle is knowing what his will is. It's mm-hmm. like but so often I'm required to step into the dark a little bit at a time. I have a desire in my heart. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm going to step in the dark and give the Lord that desire and see where it goes. And sometimes it grows, and sometimes it turns into something I didn't anticipate. And um, But always is that that need to to have his will made manifest because I can't really be happy unless I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do. But doing what the Lord wants us to do doesn't mean we're not ever going to be like really kind of sad. We, we've talked about crying. We've talked about like sometimes it's very difficult. Well, the prophet goes on to say, second, choose to believe in Jesus Christ. If you have doubts about God, the Father and his beloved Son or the validity of the restoration or the veracity of Joseph Smith, divine calling as a prophet choose to believe and stay faithful take your questions to the lord and to other faithful sources allow the lord to lead you on your journey of spiritual discovery and and i think you know stepping into the darkness of like hmm can you say that it was like maybe one prayer that did it for you or was it the incremental mm-hmm. what 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 got you to believe in order to be baptized I <laughs> I knew Heavenly Father before I knew Jesus Christ. And I had questions. And the questions I had were never answered before. And when I started ans- asking the questions I had to the missionaries, and then people 
started coming to my house and bringing me books from the church that I loved uh, reading to understand more. And then reading the Book of Mormon and getting all of that history on all everything I was learning about faith and about not knowing why I have to do this, why I need to do this, but doing because I know I need to do it. But I don't know why. I just know this is good. And I would say that Book of Mormon was the major event that happened in my conversion story. Reading the Book of Mormon and feeling the Spirit and praying that what I was reading was true and asking Heavenly Father to help me to understand what I was feeling. I was always praying for after the missionaries taught us. I was always praying and asking, is this what I'm feeling? Is this what I'm supposed to learn? When I was praying for my husband, I was praying that Heavenly... I didn't know my husband before. I was just asking Heavenly Father that he would let me know the person I should get married to. So I was always asking him to help me to understand the feelings I had and if that was what he wanted me to do. I think that takes a lot of faith because especially in relationships where we want things to work out the way we want them to work out yes, or the way the movies tell us they should work <laughs> yes. out in my instances. Okay. Like, <laughs> but I had a lot of time to watch movies yeah. <laughs> before I, I got <laughs> <laughs> and to get all kinds of misunderstandings about what life is really like. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you pray for? That's what for me was like this. I was praying that Heavenly Father would help me to identify the feelings I had. That wasn't me over him. And it was his will for me. Because I had plans in my life after I finished college. I had plans, but the plans I had, they weren't the plans that Heavenly Father had for me. Mm. So I changed everything. It was just, okay, so I'm not doing this that I wanted. It was good. It wasn't bad. It was good things I wanted to do. But then getting married and moving to a new country and doing other good stuff. That was what Heavenly Father wanted for me. Let's let's talk about some of that other good stuff because you went from learning English and then you got, you landed a good job. Yes. A really cool job. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing this for how long? Ten years. Ten years. Okay, so maybe tell us a little bit about how learning English then led to Really, your life's work. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's part of your mission here yeah, in life. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. Uh -huh. Yeah. Tell, tell, let's hear yeah. this. That was another thing. I was... Oh, good. I, I, could, like other I, I could have just... I didn't have to finish college in four years because I could just make shorter every day and then do in five, six years. And I wouldn't be that tired. But I always had the urgency to finish in four years. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do that longer than I had to. By the end of college, I was married. When I had the, my graduation in college, I was married. And I moved here. And then I was here just being going to, to the English school, learning English. And that was my life, coming back home and talk to my family 
and being a wife. That was what I was doing. And then my husband, one day he came back home telling me one of his friends learned they were going to start the dual language immersion program here in Logan. And they were looking for teachers, certified teachers, um, and teachers who could speak Portuguese. And I was terrified. Again, it was super hard because I had to relearn my job. We had to get all of my papers translated into English. We, I had to get my uh, license. And I was learning English. And I went to my job interview praying that I would understand what people were asking me because I couldn't understand everything. So I went to two job interviews in one day, not understanding everything, just praying that I could tell, I could say the words they wanted to hear. From me. <laughs> That's awesome. And in one of the interviews, I remember I said something, and then the principal of the school, he was interviewing me, and he told me, you know what? I have that same words in my office, and I can show you. And the words were like, on top of his the, his office doors, the same words I said in the interview. <laughs> you got exactly what you prayed for. <laughs> I, I, got, I said exactly what he wanted to hear. And I got the job. And then all the paperwork we had to do for the job, we did it. And then starting the job, not speaking English really and not understanding what people were saying. I was just there with Google Translator. <laughs> what did they say? Just making notes, coming back home, putting on Google Translating Translator and just going through all the day because I could teach Portuguese. I could speak Portuguese, but I cannot speak Portuguese with the parents. I cannot speak Portuguese with the principal. I cannot speak Portuguese with my co-workers. So I was learning, I was relearning my job. I was learning English and I was teaching first grade. And I'm still teaching first grade. I think God likes this deep end approach, like just throwing you in and yeah. letting you swim. Do it. You can do this. You're my child, you know, uh, like yes. I've got you. I remember going <laughs> to my job first day and that feeling of I'm going to die. This is so hard, but I, yes, I'm fine. Christiana, I'm going to, I'm going to toot a horn in your behalf because I know you would never say this, um, <laughs> too humble to say this. So I'm going to say this and then I want you to talk about it. Um, because you went from really being thrown into a job that you weren't quite feeling that you were ready. Yeah. Obviously the Lord was like, no, you're good. You're good. Everybody, this is, this is your, yeah. this is one of your missions. You've got to do this. And, and so you go in there, you do this with faith and you're learning and you're growing. And then you rise to like, you, you were, you got the best of, okay, you have to help me out here. Uh, the because, teacher of the year for Portuguese in the state. Yes. yes twice. Yeah. yeah. I got one for the state and one for my school. One last for, year. Yes. I okay. Do. Okay. So... <laughs> Obviously, you figured something out, okay, like in this like whole, and, I th and I'm and i so proud of you. Like, Thank you. This is so hard. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> and how many students do you think you've estimated having in the... Oh, man. I, well, for the first four years, I used to have 60 
Uh -huh. So, and now I have about 25 in each class, so 50. Uh -huh. It's a lot. I haven't done the math to know how many. <laughs> like, this is but a, lot it's a lot of little lives. Yes. Little, and how old are they that you have? Six and seven. Six and seven-year-old? Yeah. Oh, they're cute. Yes, my first that class is, is going group. to um, high school now. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, teachers are such an important part of a child's development and how they come to understand what I love so much about Christiana I told you in the beginning like she just like makes you feel like you're amazing because <laughs> you and are. you're wonderful <laughs> and 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 <laughs> like yeah listen, true. listen to her listen to her you know and then you feel wonderful and amazing around her and so you just want to do better <laughs> and it's like obviously another gift that you have to like oh. help people but but I with these little kids you know it's just like oh when they have a teacher believe in them Oh, yeah. And love them and think that they're wonderful and they are. Um, they can do hard things. Yeah, I, I they are. They, they do are. hard things. And they are doing hard things. They they're are. learning another language oh, yeah. in school. They're That's so hard. much better than I am. They learn so much faster than I did. Well, they have that lucky brain thing oh, yes. going for them. Okay, it's like amazing. there's there's scientific reasons why they learn faster yes. than us. <laughs> the, the spirit will help us in in achieving our life's work and I, I truly truly have always admired, admired Christiana so I had to have her like as one of our guests on this this portion of letting God prevail because I see her as a woman living this and not only is she doing this she's almost like serving a mission right now <laughs> like at the same time because you're serving at the college wards right yes. like tell us a little bit about what you do Okay. With the college kids. I serve in the family history and temple work. I'm the indexing consultant. And I'm always... Uh, I ha We have the, the students coming to do family history and um, temple work with us every Sunday after church. Because now we, we're kind of scattered all places. Until last year, we were all together in the institute building. Oh, yeah, they're tearing down our institute building, for those of you yeah. that don't know. Yeah. Utah State's uh -huh. institute is being remodeled. Yes. So we used, to, and we always have other people working with me. I'm never alone. I have. And it's funny because all the people that I served with in temple um, work in family history, they be, they become part of bishoprics or they are the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> so I know all of them. And... The work we were doing, it was um, to help the students to feel the spirit of um, Elijah and just to help them to understand they don't need to be perfect to go to the temple. They just need to qualify to go to the temple. I heard somebody yesterday saying this, uh, being worthy is good, but you have to be qualified to go to the temple. And you don't have to be perfect to be there and to help students to feel the spirit and help with their family history. And because this is the work of gathering Israel and they are they were born at this time to do the work. Yeah. And they are amazing. They the are. students are. I, I was so sad to leave my homework because I love my homework. And serve at the the, the college, but I, they are amazing. 
I love being there. I love learning from them. They always teach me something. And that's what we do. We help them to feel the spirit. And we help them to understand that the temple is the place they need to be. And the gathering of Israel is the work they were born to do. And I love it. Christiana, you you are such an inspiration. I I'm reading like what I'm supposed to be saying next, and it's like you have lived this. Because third, um, the prophet goes on to say in, in his talk that I addressed earlier, third, to act in faith. What you would do? What would you do if you had more faith? Think about it. Write about it. Then receive more faith by doing something that requires more faith. It's like you do, like you accept these assignments. You're like, okay, this is going to be hard, but I'm going to do it. Yes. And then I don't you know have how these, I'm going to do it. Yeah, but you do it. And, and, and this obviously partake of sacred ordinance was worthily and ordinances unlock the power of God in your life. She didn't know what I was going to talk about today. <laughs> no, like, but how perfectly the spirit knew what <laughs> needed to be said. And then the last thing he, he addressed is ask your heavenly father in his name, in the name of Jesus Christ for help, faith takes work. Yes. Receiving revelation takes work. But everyone that asks, asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And him that knocketh, it shall be opened. God knows what will help your faith grow. Ask, and then ask again. I don't know if you have any closing words of inspired words for our listeners or a little bit of a counsel, anything you feel like you you would challenge them to do um, besides what you've already mentioned. <laughs> I don't know if that is very to inspire people, but to invite people to come to the temple uh, because now we serve in the temple every Saturday. And I, before that I was always, I wanted to make more time to go to the temple and I never did because I'm always tired. There's always something to do. There's always something I need to do. There's, in our life, we always have something. And now that we are in the temple, I just feel like that is the place we need to be. Yeah. We need to make time to be there. We need just to go. And Heavenly Father will do the rest. Just be there. Come. All right. Thank yes. you. Thank you for your counsel. And I think, you know, I can look back and go that... The temple was a key element to really important changes. And the people there were just incredible. Oh, they're amazing. Oh, they were so oh. good. And it was like these people that are really trying to follow the Lord, they would say the most inspired things to me that would nudge me along a really scary path. Mm -hmm. And they helped me gain that faith I needed mm -hmm. to walk the those difficult roads and I know that Heavenly Father will do that so thank you mm -hmm. for for bringing this back to the temple because this is gathering Christ and there's no greater place to gather than to the temple yes and we are so happy you were here with us today thank you for sharing your faith sharing your experience and story thank you for